we call him oil he's not oil we call him a bird he's not a bird we call him wind he's not wind we call him fire he's not fire he is the holy ghost the spirit of the living god for his glory he is the holy ghost scepter of the king of kings he is the holy ghost seal of the age to come is changing everything tonight swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit don't you know in his hands are the keys to eternal life it's a little here a little there then your day will dawn he's at work in you changing everything in obedience to Christ he is the Holy Ghost scepter of the King of Kings he is the Holy Ghost seal of the age to come is changing everything tonight swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit don't you know in his hands are the keys to eternal life it's a little here a little dear then your day will dawn he's at work in you changing everything in obedience to Christ swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit don't you know in his hands are the keys to eternal life it's a little here a little dear then your day will dawn he's at work in you changing everything in obedience to Christ he's the Holy Ghost the spirit of the living God he's the Holy Ghost scepter of the King of Kings is the Holy Ghost seal of the age to come is changing everything tonight swallow your pride tonight come to the school of the spirit don't you know in his hands are the keys to eternal life it's a little here a little dear then your day will dawn he's at work in you changing everything in obedience to Christ it's a little here a little dear 
then your day will dawn. He's at work in you, changing everything in obedience to Christ. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your spirit till your work on earth is done and leaving your spirit till your work on earth is done thank you oh my father for giving us your son and leaving your spirit till your work on earth is done. For giving us your son and leaving your spirit till Thank you, oh, my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till your work on earth is done and leaving your Spirit till your work on earth is done. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. Let it be a prayer from the depth of your heart. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. We wait on you, Lord. We wait on you. We wait. Salabalaka soda brande gede balaka We wait on you, Lord, we wait on you, we wait on you, Lord, we wait on you, Lord, we wait on you, Lord, we wait on you, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. Let it be a prayer from the depth of your heart. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Fill this temple with your presence. We wait on you. Lord, we 
the lifter. Lifter. The lifter up of my head. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, Amen. You are this King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, Amen. For thine is the be so prophesy let increase be so let lifting be so let spiritual fire be so let favor be so amen Listen. For thine is the kingdom. Forever and ever. 
For thy is the You are bigger than what we say, say, say. You are bigger than what we say. You are higher than what we say. You are better than what we say. You are bigger than what we say, say, say. You are bigger than what we say. You are higher than what we say. You are better than what we say. You are bigger than what we say, say, say. You are bigger than what we say. You are higher than what we say. You are better than what we say. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Oh, there's such a mighty anointing in this place. Thou art welcome in this place. Oh, me, potent Father of mercy and grace. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Thou art welcome in this place. O me, potent Father of mercy and grace. You are the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, you are the Holy Holy Ghost, take your place, take your place, 
Take your place. Take your place. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Open my eyes, Lord. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. We honor you, we reverence you, great spirit of God. The helper of destinies, the maker of men. I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to call you Lord. I want to touch you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you more. It's my prayer, Lord. Yeah. I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to know you. Holy Spirit, may we never be too familiar with your presence in this place. We are people you have helped. We are people you have shown grace, mercy. And while the world celebrates us, what they see as our achievements, we return to you in worship and in awe of your goodness. You are the wisdom behind every result in this house. It is by your power, O oh God, that we are able to run through a troop. Indeed, it is by your grace that we can leap over walls. You have given us a name and a praise even among the nations. We return thanks. Spirit of the living God, you are. Take your place. Take your place. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Take my body, my soul, my spirit. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, open my eyes, Lord. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Oh, oh, oh. 
Brantes ke libregetia ke lakaruza ziana haskataba ke ligarito siyatakata. Thus said the Lord, I'm bringing you closer. I am bringing you closer. I'm drawing you to deeper levels with me. I am drawing you to deeper levels with me. I am drawing you to deeper levels with me. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. To Jesus. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, myself and my family are doing well. Hallelujah. Give God praise for gifting us even with another awesome evening like this in His presence. Believe strongly that the Lord will help us. His light will shine upon us. And he will increase us in wisdom and in understanding in his word. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. All right, let's take a quick word of prayer. Blessed Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We honor you, mighty God. We thank you for such a moment like this in your presence. In the name of Jesus. The other time you said, one thing is needful, and that is what this daughter of Zion has taken that she's always sitting at the feet of the master listening to the hidden secrets we have come before your feet mighty God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the light of your wisdom will shine upon us in Jesus mighty name we pray for divine enlightenment that our eyes will be enlightened even to see the wondrous works of your word in the name of Jesus, empower your church, even in the mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, thou art the one that searches ye the deep things of God. We pray in the name of Jesus that this evening, that which you have searched out of God will be downloaded even into our spirits. In the name of Jesus, help us. Your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power. And let it be an avenue through which the principalities will know God. 
We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We give God all the praise and all the glory. I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training. Hallelujah. Here we experience God even in his word. And I believe strongly that the Lord will help us and grant us grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The other time Paul prayed a prayer even for the efficient church. And he said, it's praying that the Lord will give them the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of revelation, so that they may know the hope of their calling. There is a certain hope that we have through the calling that the Lord has called us with. But without the spirit of understanding, knowledge, wisdom, and revelation, we will not know. That is why this evening, all these dimensions of God will be at work to help us understand the hope of our calling in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, before we move on to the topic that the Lord wants us to handle, let me take one or two questions. If anybody here has any question that you want to ask, feel free and ask. Any question? Any question? If you have any question, you can ask. They're just taking at most two. So if you have any question, you can just send it very fast so that you can just pick things. Have a lot of things to handle this evening, even though it's an introductory message. But we have a lot of things to handle. All right, somebody said, Papa, please, what is the difference between a mantle and a mantle? Men of God used to say it uh, okay. Alright. The mantle is actually what enforces the mandate. But let me say the mantle, after defining the mandate, also empowers you to fulfill the mandate. Are you getting it? The mandate is a specific task given to somebody but then the mantle is the strength and the ability of the spirit upon the person to execute that mandate but then if you are a prophetic person sometimes looking or when God opens your eyes to see the mantle that is on somebody you can use that mantle as a means to deduce or decode the person's mandate 
Are you getting it? So the mantle is the empowerment that is on a man to fulfill his task, which is the mandate. So basically, that is what it means. Someone says, Shalom Prophet. Please, is it bad for a young prophet to see only evil things? You, you can't be seeing evil things all the time. So take note. It is also dependent on what you call evil things. Because even when God is the one revealing something to you and it's about what the devil is planning, there is always the good side, which is what God wants to do. Are you getting it? You know, there are people who have the mandate of exposing the works of darkness. Whenever the devil is doing something, God will reveal it to them. And then God will now use them to declare what he wants to do to combat the evil thing that the enemy wants to do. But mostly, people are moved. They just speak only of the negative side that they have seen and they don't wait to hear the remedy that God wants to give. Are you getting it? And that is how come maybe you can say you are only seeing evil things. You can't only see evil things. You can't only see evil things. It's not possible. When God opens your eyes for you to see something that the enemy is trying to do, he will definitely let you know what we are supposed to do. In fact, that is the prophecy part. So that we will now carry the wisdom of God to know what we are supposed to do. Are you getting it? So whenever you keep having experiences of the negative side and not hearing whatever God wants to say, it means you are the one who is not waiting for long hear what the Lord is attaching to what he has opened your eyes to see. Because mostly this is what God does. He will let you know what the enemy is planning. Then he will now speak of what he has planned. Then he will endorse what he has planned for you. And if there is any condition, he will let you know. So that you will follow the conditions. You experience what he has purposed for you. But mostly people just hear what God is telling them concerning what the enemy wants to do and they speak out loud very fast. They don't wait to hear what God has to say. That's mostly what happens. Alright. So, Panelsi said, Papa, please, can a prophet of God decide to remain in the secret place instead of being on the pulpit? Yes. A person can decide. It's a decision. It's a decision, but it depends on the kind of relationship that the person has with God. Are you getting it? Because being in the secret place is our life source, is the source of life for everybody. Are you getting it? But then there are also mandates, assignments that God has given to certain men. So we need to understand all these things, even though we are not supposed to let that mandate
take all our time. Always being in the presence of the Lord in intimacy is the highest of all callings. It is the highest of everything. And then we should also understand that there is a calling. That is why most of the times, it is even in the secret place that God will tell people what they should go out to do. Are you getting it? So when God has a mandate for your life, you can't just say that, God, me, I won't do it. I just want to stay in your presence alone. If you do, if you do that thing, um, you are trying to, you know, disconnect from a lot of things. And one of them is that when you appear in the realms of the heavenlies, whether through death or through the coming of the Lord Jesus, there are certain things you can miss. Some of them are the crowns that will be given to us. Are you getting it? Because when you read the account of the seven churches, the crowns and the rewards that will be given to them were not according to intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you are getting my point. Intimacy is the greatest. But it does not give reward. I don't know if you are getting my point. The reward is as a result of what you partner with God to do. You don't just partner with God without doing anything. So whilst we are focused so much on intimacy and in the secret place, we should open our ears to hear what the Lord is saying. Because mostly it is actually in the secret place that your mandate is clearly defined. Alright, so we should take note of that. But it's possible men can decide that they will not do ministry again. But mostly it is not just a simple decision. Some of them it is God who is calling them out of the people to hide them. I read the story of a man who is 300 years old. As I'm talking to you right now, he is 300 years and above. But he does not look like us. He was, he's, in fact, he was a human being that was born by a human being, by a woman. Who has the Adamic DNA in him. But right now, as I'm talking to you, he's not like us. He has changed. And when he changed, he's still living on this earth, but not all of us can see him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So his body has changed, even though he's still living on this earth. He can come and pass before you and you cannot see him. And our sermon today will, will give us the foundational, you know, bricks or blocks to build upon, to understand what God wants to do with us. Hallelujah. All right, we give God praise. We give God praise. Amen.
Okay, if I continue to answer questions, I will not be able to talk about my sermon. So let's shift the next questions um, to the next meeting. All right. So this evening, by the special grace of God, I want to talk about the introductory part of the chemistry of God. The chemistry of God. The chemistry of God. Now those of you who don't like science, you're already confused by the word chemistry. And some of the ladies here think that chemistry is what you feel towards somebody. As for you, you have to, we have to baptize you again and again. You are lost, crap. One thing that you need to understand is that chemistry is not an English word. It was borrowed from three main sources. The word chemistry is a borrowed word from three main sources. The first source is from Egypt. Egypt. In fact, in the ancient times, Egypt was known as Kem. Egypt was known as Kem. K-H-E-M-E. Kem. And what Kem meant at that time was the black soil or the black land. The black soil or the black land. Are you following? Kem, Kem, K H E M E. K-H-E-M-E. What it meant was the black land or the black soil. Now, it was in Egypt that this whole thing of chemistry started. Now, we all know that Egypt... When you, be, when you want to know the Hebrew word for Egypt, the Hebrew word is Mizraim or Mizrim, as the G Bible will say, Mizrim. Now, in the times of old, when God brought the waters to wipe away wicked humanity from the surface of the earth during the time of Noah, the Bible said, only eight people were preserved. Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives. And the three sons of Noah were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, Ham gave birth to one of his sons by name Cush. And the name Cush, when you check in the Hebrew scripture in the Hebrew rendition 
the name Kush actually in Hebrew is Ethiopia, which means black. So now, when we actually speak of blacks, they originated from Ham. Ham is the father of all blacks. Now, it was not only Kush that was black. Because whilst they were mingling and intermarrying, some of the descendants... Now, Ham also continued to give birth, and he gave birth to one of his sons called Mizrim, who became Egypt. Now, Mizrim also mingled with his father's children and they kept on giving birth because as at that time there were only few people on the earth and they had to intermarry to give birth so there were black people in misery which is egypt but in the ancient times in egyptian language was called Kem. now that clearly tells us that chemistry actually is a secret of blacks don't forget this. Chemistry is a great secret of blacks. Now, I'm saying blacks. I'm not saying Africans. Because there are Africans who are not black people. So don't get it twisted. Are you following There are black people too who do not live on the continent of Africa. But they are blacks. Jamaica is not in Africa. But when you go there, some of them are <laughs> black Ikra more than us. So there is a clear difference between a black person and an African. But that one will be for another time. What I'm trying to let you know is that Kem actually was Egypt. Now, during the time of the earliest civilization, now we all know according to history that civilization started in Egypt. Now, when we talk of civilization, yesterday I asked in church, what is civilization? And somebody said, NEBA, that your eyes have been opened. Now, the question is, what is your eyes opening to see? And what at all is opening their eyes. These are things that the people of Egypt knew that nobody in this world had that kind of knowledge. In fact, they had schools that taught deep things. If you want to go to the scriptures, 
you will realize that maybe as I'm going on with the chemistry of God, I'll talk about the ten plagues that God brought on the land of Egypt and what God did in the dimension of chemistry. And how come these people were able to replicate the doings of God? What? God will turn water to blood. You say, look at God. <laughs> they will do the same. God will command flies to fill the whole land. They will do the same. In fact, when Moses went to Pharaoh for the first time after encountering God through the burning bush, he took his staff, God they placed it on the ground, it turned to snake. He thought they were going to be moved. They placed their own <laughs> master and their own staffs also turned to snake. He said, no, these people, they know something. There is a certain secret they know. Now, that secret is the opening of their eyes. When their eyes got opened, that is what they saw. That is why till now, there is no civilization that is more deep than Egypt. It is not possible. They were the first people, this one I didn't say it in church, but I want to say They were the first people that sat down continuously for months in trying to make something that will let men live forever. Are you following? They, they, they selected people who entered into their pyramids. They stayed in those pyramids for years, for days, trying to get something that man can either eat or add to his body that will not let him die. Sure. Exactly. So you see, they have ways and means. So right now, even when you go to Egypt, when a pharaoh who is a king of the Egyptians died, to them, the person is not dead. They will find ways and means to keep the body so fresh and find ways and means to make it look like the spirit of that king is still there. So to them, those kings are not dead. You can enter there through some means, spiritual means, and you talk to the kings. You will see, you see, so when you, some of the kings are dead for over 200 years, but their bodies are soft, like the way, like somebody who is alive. They were finding ways and means to destroy what rottenness is. They are the first people that sat down to make what we call an embalming scale. And I said this in church yesterday. You know, when somebody dies, and at least they want to keep the body from rotting for some time, they do what we call embalming. And mostly, they use something they call Vaseline to do that. They will use that Vaseline to smear the whole body, that dead body, 
so that at least it will be kept fresh up to some time. I'm showing you the origin of chemistry so that when you begin to see all these things and hear all these, you know that chemistry is not just the science we are doing in class. No, 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 no. It goes beyond it. That is why even God has his own chemistry. And when I'm done with the chemistry of God, we'll go on to the faces of God. We'll then go on to the mathematics of God. Then we move. The last one we'll talk about is the biology of God. The biology of God is so simple. It's actually in our bodies. So we'll explain some of these things. It is so simple to understand. It is through the biology of God that you will know why God took the rape of a man to make the woman. You can only understand this in the biology of God. When you go deep into cell, understanding the matters of the cell and all those things, you will now understand the biology of God. Are you following? And the biology of God will be the last topic because of the fallen nature of man. You understand when, when the time is due. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then, when we talk about the faces of God, the word faces actually came out of physical. So faces actually deals with the physical things, the natural things. Are you following? So mostly, physics is the part that would love to deal with what we call mirages. If you know, you know. Physics love to talk much about atmospheric pressure. That which is in the atmosphere. And even in that, there is something we call metaphysics. Metaphysics goes a little bit beyond the physical even though it is still connected to the physical. Then right after metaphysics, you delve a little bit deeper into quantum physics. You understand all these things. That is why if you are not a science student, you love science by force. not come to the mathematics of God. <laughs> I love that. Anything that has a shape was made through God's mathematics. I already told you that when you hear of mathematics, what should come to your mind is a formula. Somebody said, I was told that metaphysics is witchcraft. <laughs> People don't understand. Don't worry, when, when, I, when I start teaching, you, you understand all these things. <laughs> you see, when people, you see, yeah, we live in a generation, eh? a software map born that they can't go into the deep things of God. We are saying that is not the kind of mandate God gave to me. If you want me to preach that message before you can come to the church, any sign. Because I won't preach it. 
Maybe you don't get it. Even me, if I'm telling you that walk in purity, I will scientifically teach you <laughs> what you benefit from purity. And I would, I would, I'm, I'm telling you. Are you following? So those who cannot delve deep, who are just moving, you know, at the surface, they are the people that mostly fight against those who are going deep. Because the Bible said that the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God. What are you trying to say? No, do they know God? May the Lord help us and grant us grace. In Jesus' mighty name. See? Okay, let me calm down and continue with the message. So I'm just trying to let you know the source of the term chemistry. It came actually from the true name of Egypt. Now, when you go to Egypt, they have their own language. Are you following? They had their own language. You have to understand that Egypt came, Mizrim came long, 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 long ago before Ishmael was born. Wow, the whole time now. It was out of Ishmael that we had the Arabs. So if you actually say that the Egyptians are Arabs, you are getting something wrong here. <laughs> because they, 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 they predate the Arabs thousands of years. Are you getting my point? When Mizrim started Egypt, where was Abraham? Abraham was nowhere to be found. Are you following? So we need to understand this. So the Egyptians are not Arabs. When we go into Islamic studies, we know how Islam entered into Egypt. And maybe God will give us grace to go into that side. Hallelujah. So now, chemistry actually came from Egypt. So at that time, the Egyptians had their own language. It was not Arabic. And that language, when they are mentioning their own country's name in their language, it was called Kem. And I said this in church, that when you go to China, there is a way they pronounce their country's name in Chinese. They don't call China, China over there. They call it in their Chinese language, and it does not sound like China. <laughs> so I asked the question in church yesterday that how will we call Ghana in G? So we don't even know whether the term Ghana is an English name, whether it is this, whether it is that, we don't know. But when you go deep into the studies of the nation Ghana, Ghana actually, the name Ghana came from a certain source, which is a different country on its own right now. 
It was called by then it was called Papua Guinea. And in fact, it was not spelled G-H-A-N-E. It was rather spelled G-A-N-E, Ghana, which meant a place of merchandise, a marketplace. So when the white people came here, they called our country Gold Coast. But then it was changed to Ghana. That's why I said the other time that when you look at the true meaning of Ghana, it links with the true meaning of the Castleland people. <laughs> So the term Kaswa means a marketplace or a place of merchandise. It is also in line with the true meaning of Ghana. That is why I told you that whatever happens in Kaswa is actually what is happening in the whole Ghana. This one only prophetic people will understand. And we need to go also through the prophetic to know why Kaswa is part of the central region. That is not my message. <laughs> All right. Now, during that period, when and where Egypt was called Kem. The secret knowledge that the Egyptians carried, they built schools. You remember the word of the Lord told us that Moses was schooled in the philosophies of Egypt. Now, during that time, there was a very big library that contained the writings of all the mystical secrets that the Egyptians found. And they kept all of them in books and they placed all of them in the library. But then, when the Grecian Empire took charge over the world, they invaded Egypt and they started stealing some of these secrets in these books. And when the Egyptians realized that all their secrets are being taken away, what they did was that they set the library on fire. They bent everything into ashes. And from that moment, they decided that they are not going to pen down any secret that they receive. They will rather relay the message or the secret to their sons and daughters. And in fact, that was when it looks like Africans or blacks 
decided that they will not pen down things in books. And then these people said that if you want to hide something from an African, put it in a book. It is actually the true reason for which they said those things. So now, if your grandmother wants to initiate you into witchcraft, she won't bring you a book to read. But you see, the white people love that. People can read books and they can be initiated into a certain coven. Are you following? But our grandmothers are not like that. They will give you a talk. And after chopping the etong, that night, you hear sounds. Yeah, cool! By the time you realize you are in the midst of giants. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is why even witchcraft among the blacks is quite different. Because we are very secretive. But the witchcraft in the white community is not like that. When you go to Can you all hear me, please? Good. When you go to a place called Boston in Massachusetts, that is the place of massive witchcraft altars. In fact, that place they don't hide with they have the witch's temple they have a very they have plenty shops that, that sell um, witchcraft materials if you want to sit on a broom to fly you can go there and buy some they don't hide it it is there everybody knows that when you are entering that place in himself but in Africa, you will not you will not see that. Because Melko Mahami and Kasano, it's in the Niasi core is what the form of your worship is. And this thing that they did affected the blacks. Because it made everything around us hide. And we have to struggle before we fish every good thing out. If you are looking for one of the blessed lands in the whole world, it is Congo. One of the blessed lands in the whole world, it is Congo. They are, they are so blessed on every side 
with every kind of precious stone, diamond, bauxite, gold. There is nothing that you can talk about that make it wealth that you will not find in Congo. But go there and see. Are you following? Good. Now, when the Grecian Empire took over and they invaded Egypt and destroyed a lot of things, they later got to know when they picked some of the books from the library of the Egyptians, they realized that the Egyptians were mixing things to things to get a certain result. They realized that, no, when the Egyptians want to do this, when they want to make a certain metal, they mix this to this before they get it. So now the act of mixing things together, that was a, there was a name that the Grecian Empire gave to that act. They called it Kemia. Kemia. And that word Kemia means casting together or mixing together. So that is another source of the word chemistry. So first, chemistry is a secret of the blacks. It is the deepest mystery of the blacks, which we got that from Egypt. Then, the Greeks also made us understand that they saw from the books that the Egyptians mixed things together. So that act of mixing things to get something, they called it Kenya. Then along the line, the Arabs also invaded the same place and when they got there they also came out with a certain knowledge that when they mix things together it forms another thing so they also gave that act a name they called it alchemia which means to transform to transform so to them the Egyptians placed two things together and the things that they put together transformed into another thing. Now, we all know the experiment of Coke and Mentos. When you put Mentos in Coke, you see that kind of foam and the gas substance that will come out. That new substance we are having came as a result of the mixture of a solid and a liquid. So now that new substance is a transformation or it is a new form of the mixture of things. That is alchemy according to the Arabs. Are you following? Now it was out of the word alchemy that we had what we call alchemistry. Alchemistry. 
alchemistry is the branch of science that deals with the transformation of different substances into gold. Follow me, pa. We have not started, though. I'm just giving you um, some kind of historical, um, you know, we have not started the message yet. So now, during the time of the Arabs, a new thing by name alchemistry came to be. And in alchemistry, all that these scientists were trying to achieve was that they want to turn everything to gold. Because they had this knowledge from the Greeks who also had this knowledge from the Egyptians that mixing things together can form another thing. So then they decided that they will mix, they will make sure that anything they see, they will form gold out of it. But through their discussions and their research, they came to a conclusion that they need something called the philosopher's stone. This philosopher's stone will help them in getting gold out of anything, whether it is a wood or a stone. But that science was not fruitful. They couldn't bring gold out of anything. Now, the question I want us to ask ourselves is that why gold? Why do they want to change everything to gold and not diamond? Why not bauxite? Why not the topaz? Why not the carbon curve? Why not the Sadis? Why not the Onyx? Why not the Sapphire? Why not the Burial? Why not the Emerald? Why only gold? Why? Are you following? Now, the reason why they wanted to change all things to gold was because, in one way or the other, they had a certain secret knowledge that man was originally made of pure gold. Mm. Now, in the book of Genesis, Chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7. Now you see, the King James said, In the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the King James said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils 
the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now let me ask the question, what dust? If you think it is the dust that we see here, you could have formed man from this dust. It's not, it's not that kind of dust. Are you following? So you see, the King James actually has given us, that is why till now many people don't understand the scripture. God found man of the dust of the ground. So you see evangelist preaching. You see, they don't know anything. You see, they are very funny. They don't know. They say, some confirm the so is your bond here. Michibia. Seriously, the kind of harm power that these people have caused in the body of Christ, these evangelicals, these evangelicals, they are the people who love to church. They will judge you right now. So, when you hell, I'm born, I'm born, Even if you go to hell, even if you go to hell, what kind of nonsense thing is that? May God have mercy. If God says that today there is no hell, most evangelists will lose their calling. <laughs> because hell didn't go for your message. If God says right now there is no hell, in the statement, Evangelist beats is There's no hell saying. There's no hell saying. Me want me the yam fat to walk it. There's so many a bring hell so am. We'll go to the matters of hell and explain hell and why the place is so dark. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. But then, we know as theological students, we know that originally, the Bible, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, originally. And the New Testament was written in Greek. During the time of the Old Testament, all the people that wrote the scriptures from Genesis even to Malachi, they were all people who were Hebrews. But in the New Testament, the Greeks had overtaken the whole world and they taught people. In fact, as at that time, even the Hebrew people were nearly losing their language. They were all speaking Greek. They were all speaking Greek. But in fact, that was that time that the Roman Empire had also taken charge. But when the Roman Empire came, 
there was a great impact that the Greeks had had on the whole world, including the Hebrews. So during the time that Jesus was born, he was born into the era and into the kingdom or the empire of the Romans. But still, the people were speaking Greek because the Roman Empire had now taken rulership. So all the people that worked with Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of them penned down things in Greek language. Are you following? So we know that basically the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. If you want, if you want to be a Bible student, you need to know this. What I'm teaching you, eh? You will not get it in any school, whether Bible school or somewhere. Oh, Jesus said, like Jesus spoke Aramaic mostly in his parables. Whenever Jesus wants to want, want to hide something, he will speak in Aramaic because that language was very strange. It was very ancient. It was a mixture. So it was difficult to understand. So whenever Jesus is speaking and he wants to speak in a parable, he will use Aramaic language. And the people will get confused. Including the disciples. So when they meet him in the secret place, they will ask him, Master, you said this in public. We think, what, what, why, what? Then he will now start revealing the secret to them. So the Aramaic language is a coded language. Now, the Aramaic version of the Old Testament has a lot to say. In fact, it went deep into what Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 said. Are you following? Someone said, why was he doing that? Jesus made it simple. He said, because it is given to the disciples to know and understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But to them, it was not given. Now, the Aramaic version or the Aramaic language version of the Old Testament. There are many, um, let me say, versions. There is one called the Tagum Onkelos. I love that one. We have the Tagum Neophyte and the Tagum Jonathan. Are you following? Some of you are confused. You want to know God. You want to know the secrets of God. And now, You think knowing God is a... <laughs> that is why I keep telling you that. So, people are you listening to me? I'm telling you. 
In fact, when I was in level 200, God made me understand why I was doing medical laboratory science. From that moment, we were not studying for quiz to get past Mark again. This is the book no one is here. Now, you need to and Bible crack So people went to school to get grades, but we went there to know God. That is why it is always good to school yourself in the in the area of your calling. It will help your destiny. Hallelujah. Now, when we read what the Onkelos, the, the Tagum Jonathan says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, this is what the Aramaic version said. He said, The Lord God created Adam with two inclinations. <laughs> the Lord God created Adam with two inclinations. And he took dust from the site of the sanctuary. Said God took dust from the site. Site to say S I T E. Say baby, you see Site. God took dust from the site of the sanctuary. So you see, when you read this version, it is telling you the exact place that God took the dust. Now, the exact place that God took the dust will let you know the kind of dust that God took. And that will also let you know that if God used that dust to form man, then the body of man was like this. If you read it from the King James, just as it is, confusion has come. In fact, God showed me Adam before I read this version. And when I read it and it, it linked, I shouted, Yeah! <laughs> Good. This one says, The Lord God created man in two formations and took that from the place of the house of the sanctuary. Now, the word sanctuary there speaks of a temple that a deity dwells therein. A temple. That means that God actually picked us from a temple to make Adam. So Adam was made, his body was actually made from a temple. No wonder God said the body of man is actually the temple of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what the devil has done to this body. God still wants the body to be made his temple because he originally Pick the dust from a temple to make the body. Are you following? Good. So now, we know where God took the dust. But don't forget that God made man in two formations. <laughs> we'll come back. This one, I didn't say it in church and I will not say it here. When I say it in church next week, I will come the following day and see it here. Every UK bra. Hallelujah. All right, good. Now, after God took dust from the house of the sanctuary, the Bible said. 
after he took the dust, he also took from the four winds of the world. He mixed the wind with the dust. And then, and mixed from all the waters of the world. All the waters, the rivers of the world. We will we'll look into that. This this topic that we have started eh, there be a day a corner. <laughs> oh my goodness. So now, God picked the dust from the sanctuary or the temple. We will know what kind of temple that was. Then the Bible said, after that, he also picked from the four winds of the world and he mixed it with all the waters of the world and he created man red, black, and white. So when God made man, man, that one person was actually three races. Red, black, and white. Now, this Red, black, and white actually speaking of the three races of the universe. And we all know that they manifested many, 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 many years later through the three sons of Noah. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The black part is talking about Ham, which we just discussed. Now, after that, the word of the Lord said, and breathed into his nostrils the inspiration of life. And there was in the body of Adam the inspiration of a speaking spirit unto the illumination of the eyes and the hearing of the ears. The same Genesis 2.7. The same Genesis 2.7. Now you see, when you read this one, you should know that, oh, no, 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 no. The thing is so clear. So why are we not reading it? following somebody said which version is this it is the tagum <laughs> oh you can james fluency because a prayer warriors on it happen god that which the lord and thou shall become thou you thou fluency Now, you see, if you want to understand scriptures, sometimes the King James is very good when it comes to choosing words. That's not all the time. If you want to really understand the scriptures from a layman's perspective, 
in James will not help you. If you go for the good news and all those other ones, Gradia, what watching? You can't understand. You 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 carry the mentality of a child. It's a good news Bible. Good news. No, I'm not. I'm not fighting against any. Um, it is not for you at your level. No, 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 no. Abba, then grant us kind here. No, what for good news? <laughs> NLT is also good. New Living Translation. It also brings out some words that are beautiful. Amplified is also good. The Message Bible. All versions are good, but. All versions were made for specific things. If you want to quote some in prayer, you would need King James. <laughs> but if you want to teach and bring understanding, looking at the audience and weighing their souls and their hearts, King James will not. But you yourself, you'll be confused. Now, where that are you following? This is the reason why sometimes if you want a broad understanding about something, gather versions and translations and read plenty. Maybe Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. You want to understand. Read from various versions. But then there are a mic. Not mic as in Mike is on it. No. The gift of tongues. <laughs> I see. Someone said, please, the version. It is the Tagum Jonathan version. The Tagum. Tagum. There were many books that even the Jews understood their scriptures from. can't make mention of that. It will turn out to be a serious issue right now. Because of, of our popes. You go to Catholic and see. They don't have 66 books. I think the Catholics, they have 70 something. When you go to Ethiopia, they are the people who have the, the highest number of books in their Bible. It's called the Ethiopic Bible. That's over 88 books. We have what we call the Gospel of Thomas. The Gospel of Mary. <laughs> you following? But then, there is something we call canonization of scripture. This canonization of scripture, the word canon actually means a measuring rule or a measuring rod. That is what they used in bringing out. In fact, when I was doing my, I don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord help all of us in Jesus' name.
All right. So now let's move forward. Now, we have come to understand that God, he picked a certain dust from a certain sanctuary. <laughs> the royal Dake prince. Are you gossip GH or gossip US? <laughs> Hallelujah. You understand when the time arrives. Amen. Good. Now, follow me carefully. I'm about to say something that I didn't say in church yesterday. <laughs> so follow me. Oh, blessed be God. Are you with me? We are talking about the chemistry of God. Now, when you even go back to understand what chemistry is, somebody gave a beautiful definition for chemistry in church yesterday. But there were a few words that I was interested in. The first one, the person said, chemistry is the part or the branch of science that deals with the changes that occur in matter. I love that one. The changes. You cannot talk about chemistry without talking about changes. Don't forget that. So when we talk about the chemistry of God, we are actually speaking of God's mystical secret. God's secret that he holds that speaks concerning the constitution or let me say the content of that which he has made and the changes that occur in them. If you didn't get it, when I upload the message, you can go and listen to it again. Now, we have now understood that God picked the dust from the house of the sanctuary. Now, what is that sanctuary? What is that sanctuary? That sanctuary was the temple of God. Now, the word of the Lord said in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah said his eyes were opened to see the realm of heaven. And he saw God sitting on his throne. He said he saw the Son of Man. And he said his train filled the whole temple. So there is a temple in heaven. There is a temple in heaven. Now, this same temple in heaven, God in his wisdom brought a certain dimension of light from that temple to a specific location on the earth. Such that when you get to that location, you are experiencing the temple of heaven. Now that place, God called the place Eden. So Eden actually was the manifestation of the temple of heaven on the earth. Are you following Good. 
was in this temple called Eden that God took dust. Now we need to know the kind of dust. But how are we going to know? What does that dust in the temple constitute? We can only know this through a certain signal that the word of the Lord gave to us. The Bible said, a certain river went out of Eden. So you see, the Eden was the, the, the place that the light of God's temples was shining upon. But then the Bible said, God planted a garden on the east side of Eden. So Eden was not a garden, but there was a garden in Eden. And the garden was found at the eastern side of Eden. Are you following? In fact, the word Eden means pleasure. So God made Eden in such a way that man who will be made out of the dust in the temple will please him and will be for his pleasure. When we read the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible said, A river went out of Eden, which is the place, to water the garden, which is at the eastern side of Eden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. So there was a river that entered into the garden to water the garden. And when the water finished, Watering the garden, it came out of the garden in four dimensions. The Bible said, the name of the first river is Pison. The Bible said, that river, after it moved out of the garden, it moved around the whole land of Avila. Where? There is Are you following? And the Bible said, in verse 12, it said, and the gold of that land is good. There is bellium and the onyx stone also. How? How come? The river moved out of Eden and was flowing to a place called Havila. And when the river got there, the Bible now told us that there was gold on the land. Not only gold, Delium. And then Onyx. These are precious stones. We'll come back to that. Then the word of the Lord said, the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. 
This is the reason why biblical archaeologists have sat down and some of them have even gone on a research according to fossil records. I don't know if you remember fossil records. Those of us who did biology know these things. They went to Ethiopia because they understood that the second river that came out of the Garden of Eden was moving across Ethiopia. So they said, okay, if we get to Ethiopia and we are able to find that river, we can now trace where the garden actually was. I don't, I don't forget it. Now listen. The Bible said the third river was called Hedekel. And that is it which goes towards the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. You, you, when you look at this scripture, you realize that it is only the first river called Pison that the Bible made mention of what is happening around the land that it was flowing. Oh, I don't know if getting my point. The Bible spoke of Gihon, the Bible spoke of Hedekel and Euphrates. They showed us where it was flowing to. But when the Bible spoke about Pison, it said it moved to a land called Havila and there was gold. And the Bible now also said the gold on that land was gold. And in fact, when you look at the word Pison, it means increase. This also actually is the command that God gave to Adam. He said, increase and multiply. So what at all is the secret of this Pison River? I didn't say this one in church yesterday. <laughs> I just gave a tip. What is the secret? Can I tell you this one? Let me go straight forward. Let me go straight forward. <laughs> I said this. You see, when there is, maybe you have a room and the room is filled. Let's say you have, you have poured um sobolo, plenty sobolo on the ground, hmm? and you have a certain hole, and that hole you have connected a certain pipe to it, and you are, you enter the room and pour water to wash the, that which is in the room. Definitely. When the water is coming out of the pipe, so below will be in the water. I don't even get in my point. So that which was coming out of the river Pison was actually something that was in the garden. And that was which was on the floor. The dust of the garden was pure gold, people of God. And that dust was what God used to make Adam's body. Why? Why go? If you get this, you will now understand why the alchemists were trying to change everything to go. 
Now, when you go into biblical metallurgy or the understanding of biblical metals, this one we will teach. There are so many metals in the Bible. The word of the Lord spoke of tin. The word of the Lord spoke of gold. Are you following? The Bible spoke of lead. A whole lot of metals in the Bible. But then, the main reason why God made man was for man to reveal his glory. The revealing of the revelation of God is the reason for the making of man. And if God dwells in a light unapproachable, and he wants men to see him, he wants his creation to know him, what God decided to do was that he's making an entity that will carry dimensions of himself to reveal him. And God sat down and understood that every precious stone is a dimension of it that reveals a dimension of God. Every precious stone. But then, there is one of the stones. There is one. It looks like a stone. It looks like a metal. It is everything some. That thing has the capacity to reveal God in a higher dimension. Somebody said, is it why stones like tin, gold, and lead are called transition elements on the periodic table? Oh, you are, you are there. But we'll come back to that side. Please, everybody should go and download periodic table. We'll go into that. We'll go into that. Why the word transition? They are called transition metals, actually. Transition metals. Why? Can I say something here? Do you know that these metals are actually the secret in what we call the revelation of light? Let me explain. When they want, when you want to get electricity in your house, we use metals to conduct that energy. So electrical energy passing through some of these metals will bring electricity to your house. Now, God is a God dwelling in unapproachable light. Now, light actually should have been the revelation of God. But then this light cannot be approached. So God is making a metallic substance that can reveal that light. But you see, all these metals have what we call resistance. That is what I said. <laughs> the only metal that conducts electricity without any resistance is gold. But it is expensive. If somebody is getting it. 
and I will, I will not go into that side because that one breaks from chemistry a bit into physics especially the resistance dimension what is the resistance that which is in that metal that is fighting the flow of light energy or electrical energy so man was made of pure gold out of the river Pison. and when the light of God shines on the man it reflects higher than even that of Hillel there was no resistance until something happened until something happened and what happened was what we call the changing of the DNA. And let me come to that. I'll save that for the next 10 minutes. Then we'll end our introduction. Continue on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the first thing I want us to understand right from here, let's talk about the DNA of God. The DNA of God. Now, we all, at least in interscience, we did something concerning DNA, and we all know DNA. We know that DNA actually is what is carrying information concerning our being. And the information that the DNA carries are known as character traits. Character. Say character. Now, that should let you know that character is a function of your DNA. Whenever you hear DNA, you hear character. So when we speak of the DNA of God, we are actually talking about the true character of God. Now, if you want to understand the true character of God, we need to enter into the Godhead to know the very true character of God. When we enter into the Godhead, we see God in three dimensions. As the Father, as the Son, and as the Spirit. Now, the Father has three dimensional characters. And you know, DNA is in strands. I hope we all know that. This one, you have to love science by force, else you will not get this. Now, 
the human being which we are now, we have what we call a two-stranded DNA. But it was not so in Adam before the fall. Adam actually had a three-stranded DNA. And the other one was called the light strand. The light, light. That light of God that reflects in Adam's body. When we ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that was the DNA that we missed. So currently, we have a double helix or a two-stranded DNA. Now, this light strand that we lost is what made us look as if we are not like the God who made us in his image and likeness. Now, let us now understand the DNA of God. So, I told you, God is a nine-stranded DNA being. Nine-stranded. Nine-stranded DNA being. And the nine-stranded DNA being of God is according to the Godhead. The Father has a three-stranded DNA. The Son has a three-stranded DNA. And the spirit has a three-stranded DNA. Now understand that when we speak of DNA, we are talking of character. So now, the three-stranded DNA of the father are love, justice, and judgment. We'll pick all of them one by one, but not today. Love. Justice and judgment. These are the three stranded DNA or character of the Father. When you come to the Son, we have the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's actually telling you. His DNA, his true character. And the three-stranded DNA of the Holy Spirit are righteousness, peace, and joy. Are you following? Good. Now, God in his wisdom, this is the this was actual the actual plan of God. That he being a nice stranded DNA being, he wanted to mingle himself with the three-stranded DNA man that he has made so that. His purpose will be fulfilled. So now, when you do normal mathematics, when you add 9 to 3, what are you going to get? 12. 
it was out of this that God began this 12 journey, 12 journey, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples, 12 this, 12 that, 12 this, 12 that. And we all know that the number 12, according to biblical numerology, is the number of government. So this is what God wanted to do. Now, when God had that understanding and that plan and purpose of government ruling through man on the earth, he decided to go by a certain means. Now, when he chose the children of Israel for himself, and according to the 12 tribes, he told them in the book of Exodus chapter 28, that the high priest should get 12 precious stones and put them in his garment, the breastplate of righteousness. And he even showed the high priest how he's supposed to arrange the stones. He's supposed to arrange them three by four so that he will get the 12. Now understand that the three by four arrangement is still God mingling with man. And the three by four, the number three is the number of divinity, the number of the divine. And the number four is the number of the earth, the four corners of the earth, the four winds of the earth. So the three by four arrangement of the precious stones in the breastplate of righteousness which was the garment of the high priest, was speaking of something. God was trying to reveal divinity on the earth. And this is what we call the governmental rule of God. Now, even when you look at the three by four arrangement, when you add three and four, you're going to get seven. And seven, according to biblical numerology, is the number of perfection. And perfection actually speaks of the highest point a man can attain. So the Bible says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. That perfect man is the man that has revealed all God. The man that is revealing the fullness of God. That man is the perfect man. This is what God is trying to achieve in humanity. Are you following? And when man becomes perfect through the mingling in the revealing of the fullness of God, it is said, heaven and earth become one. And that is what the Bible said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. The Bible said, he that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. At that point, as he is, so are we going to be. This is the original plan of God. That he wants to execute on the earth. But the fall of man distorted the whole purpose. But then, once you believe in the Lord Jesus, 
the Holy Ghost will now infuse into you that lost strand of DNA. But then, that strand of DNA that you lost, that the Holy Ghost has now brought, it must mingle with the, the first two. Are you following? And that mingling can only be achieved through what we call intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So when a man is having intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, his DNA is mingling with God's DNA. And when that happens, what is revealed out of the man is what we call the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is actually the manifestation of God's character. Hallelujah. We'll end here this evening and continue, God willing, on Wednesday. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think some of you, some of you don't, you don't want us to close. Amen. We give God praise. We give God all the glory. Hallelujah. So God willing, on Wednesday we are going to meet and we will continue with the rest. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. This one will let you know. When you look at yourself and you remember that you were made of pure gold that could reveal God without any resistance. Hey, right now, see, even when you want to worship, when you want to pray, the thoughts that will drop in your mind alone will be resisting the flow of the Spirit. The flesh will start fighting the Spirit. That means that the resistance in this kind of body we have become is higher than the movement of the light particles through our body. But then there is something we can do to take away resistance and to allow the flow of light through us. And God gave us certain things in the scriptures to do that. As I continue with my message on Wednesday, I will make mention of some of these things. The Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Right after here, I'm going to upload the message. So if you want to go back um, to it, you can do so. Go and download it. Listen to it. Share it to your friends and loved ones. Let your pastor also get the message. I believe it will help the church. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 024031251. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. We shall meet. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.
Pusche. 